Good evening, brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome once again to this uh, evening online service. We have been sharing about Jesus, the chief cornerstone, who was rejected by the builders, but has become the capstone. And we learned that uh, in order for God to build this spiritual temple with Jesus as the chief cornerstone, he's raising up a kingdom of priests. And every one of us who are believers of Jesus Christ, who acknowledge that Jesus, you are the chief cornerstone. We are aligning our life with your plan, with your purpose. We are giving ourselves to serve your kingdom purpose, to build this spiritual temple, to establish the covenant that you made with our father Abraham. And each one of us who commit ourselves to this purpose of God, we are a priest. We are called to serve him, to fulfill this mission of uh, establishing his kingdom. And this particular teaching that Jesus is the chief cornerstone who has become the capstone is a very important teaching because a lot of times we thought we are not the builder who rejected Jesus. You know, we thought it was referring to the Pharisee, the Jews, but not us. We are believers. But once you realize that we are a kingdom of priests, every one of us are called to be a builder, then you realize the word of God is actually talking to us. And so we have to uh, take note. And the fact that Jesus himself quoted this Old Testament scripture, the apostle Paul, apostle Peter, also quoted the same scripture, which very often we, we sort of uh, uh, pass it by. You realize that it is a very important scripture and we need to really understand what God is saying to us. And to illustrate this teaching, Jesus told us two parables. The first parable is we are not to serve God by paying lip service. Because if he is a chief cornerstone, then we have to obey and follow what the Father wants us to do. And then Jesus continued to explain in the second parable in order to complete this important teaching. And we're going to read this second parable. We have touched on it, but uh, we hope to complete the teaching on this second parable today. In Matthew 21, verse 33. Matthew 21, verse 33. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and went away on a journey. 
when the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized his servants. They beat one, killed another, stoned a third. Then he sent other servants to them, more than the first time. And the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. Verse 38, But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Verse 40, Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? He will bring those wretched uh, uh, to a wretched end, they replied. And he will rent the vineyard to other tenants who will give him his share of the crop at harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone? The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruits. Let me read that last verse, verse 43 again. Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. So we can see that at the end of the day, God wants a kingdom. God is after his kingdom and he wants to give that kingdom to us so that we can inherit the kingdom. You know, at this time, we are building together with him, his kingdom. At the end, he will let us inherit that kingdom. So the kingdom is our future. Oh, you thought, some people thought that, well, heaven is our future, sure. But what is inside heaven is the kingdom of God. You know, in heaven, coming to earth. Okay, so the kingdom is our future, is our destiny. It's our inheritance. It's, it's the blessing that the Father wants to give it to us. But we have to understand the reality that the kingdom can't be taken away from us. Even though this is what God desired to give to us. So I hope by now, the truth that we receive the kingdom, it doesn't come by just belief. That's the starting point. But it comes by us following Jesus, doing what the fathers want us to do. So the kingdom is taken away from those who are unfruitful because the father is after fruits from the vineyard, after the harvest, his share of the harvest from the vineyard. And that is also the inheritance that the Father gives to the Son. 
And uh, so there is a danger that we may lose the kingdom because we are not being fruitful to what God demands of us. And the next verse, verse 44, it says that he who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but he on whom it falls will be crushed. So can you see the great consequence of those who rejected Jesus as a chief cornerstone? It says, uh, he who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. The Bible tells us many people are stumbled by Jesus, the rock, the chief cornerstone. And we read in the scripture that the disciples, some of them believe him, but they left him because they were stumbled by his teaching. They thought, oh, this is a hard teaching. This is a hard saying. And there is a danger of us as believers, as followers of Jesus. We are stumbled because the demand of the gospel, the demand of what Jesus wants from our life, we are not prepared to give. So we just, we may not leave the church, we may, we, we still, we are still believers, but in our heart we have already left Him. We already stumbled by His teaching. And uh, it says here, we will be broken to pieces. In fact, when we are stumbled and we, we are broken to pieces, that's a good thing. Rather than when we have left Him, we continue our life, we think nothing happened, we thought we are doing fine. And so we go into deception and at the end of the day, we lose the kingdom, we, you know, without realizing it. And that's why a lot of people came to Jesus and said, Jesus, you know, we prophesy in your name, we cast out demons, we do all these things. But Jesus said, I never knew you. So these people, they did not inherit the kingdom, but they thought, they are. They thought they're serving God. Right? So, it's, it's, so when we are stumbled and we are broken to pieces, that's a good thing. Because then we begin to look into our own life. Then we begin to realize we need help. We need to come back to Jesus. So there is still the grace of God that is releasing to us even uh, to, 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 to those of us who, who are, are walking in rebellion. I hope at this time we will hear the voice of God. Those of us who have gone away from Him, from our hearts, we are stumbled by His teaching. Right? So I hope you come back. You draw on the grace of God and, and come back to Him and rebuild your life again. Aiming, focusing your life, aligning your life on Jesus, the chief cornerstone, so that you can build correctly and at the end of the day, you inherit the kingdom. That's a blessing. That's what God wants to give to you, to give to me. So, uh, when we are broken to pieces, God is a gracious God. He's a God of restoration. He can put us back. He can give us a new life. So, so long as we come back to Him in repentance. And that's why the kingdom message always begins by repent, for the kingdom of God is near. 
It's God's desire that we should come back, repent, and be restored, and enter into the kingdom that He has prepared for us. But then the next part of this verse, it tells us that, but He on whom it falls, that means a capstone, falls, will be crushed. He on whom the capstone falls will be crushed. So we do not want to wait till the judgment time when Jesus begins to judge us, judge the nations. And when He judges, He says when He falls on us, we will be crushed. When you are crushed, you're at the point where there is no hope, there is no return, there is no restoration. It's just gone. It's just finished. Okay? He on whom it falls will be crushed. So, so we got to really take seriously this word of Jesus. And that's why before these parables began, Jesus cursed the fig tree and the fig tree withered and died. And I told you that is symbolic of at that time that the, the Pharisees, the elders, the teachers of the Lord, and even the whole nation refused to listen to the word of God, refused to receive the grace of God, the message of repentance. And as a result, Jesus demonstrate to them this will be the outcome. The fig tree represents a nation. It was being cursed, it withered and died. Life was totally cut off from it. And uh, so, God has prepared a kingdom. He wants us to enter into His kingdom. He wants us to inherit the kingdom by aligning ourselves with Jesus, the chief cornerstone who has become the capstone, who is Lord of all, who, who, who everything belongs to Him and we are to live for Him. Right. So, we hear the warning that there is a danger of losing that kingdom and given to others. And the parable tells us that the master, the, the old landowner, sent his servant to the tenant to ask for his share of the harvest. And from the parable, it says they beat him up, they cast, cast the servant out, they kill some of them. Right, that was how they treated the servants who was uh, sent by the master. And rejecting the servant of God, rejecting their instruction will result in unfruitfulness in our life. Those servants who are sent to the tenants, they are just doing their job under the instruction of the master. They are there to demand. 
the share of the crops. And sometimes in church, we know when you talk about money, when you talk about giving, those who do not want to receive the word of God, they will, they, they will accuse you of being greedy after money. But God talks about money. God talks about His share. God talks about this, this everything belongs to Him. And we who preach the word of God are just His servant who are under instruction, under His command to do what He wants us to do. And, and these are important message because it represents our hearts. Where our treasure is, that is where our heart is. And also when we react negatively to the Word of God, to ask us to give, to ask us to invest in the kingdom of God, when we react, that's because we want to hold on to them as if it's our own. We do not want to release to God His share. But be careful. Be careful. Because it, it will result in you being unfruitful in the kingdom before the landowner and you will lose your inheritance as a result. So God sent His uh, servants. He sent particularly His prophets to speak to the nation of Israel, to speak against injustice, against unrighteousness, against allowing idols to, to come into, the, into their heart and come into the temple. So the prophet was sent to deal with the thing that, that is not right. So they rejected the prophets. They beat up the prophets. They imprisoned the prophets. They killed some of them. This is what happened. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew 23, verse 37 and 38. Matthew 23, 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets and stoned those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hand gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. So you see, God sent his prophets again and again to them, but they are not willing to listen. And when God did that, it is out of love, it's out of uh, grace, it's out of His kindness and mercy. And He used a, a, a chick, a hand and chicks to, dis, to, to depict this picture. You know, the mother hand trying to gather the chick under her wings against the incoming danger. But the chick refused to come under covering, refused to be protected, and as a result, suffer lost. So that is because of the grace and the mercy and the love of God that God is speaking to us. And sometimes those words that He speaks it really pricks our hearts. We don't like to listen to them, but yet we need to listen to them. I thank God for, if you are still with me, 
every week listening to the message. I know some of these messages are not what you're used to because you're used to that kind of message that God loves you, God cares for you, God saves you, God protects you, God bless you. Yes, I know that. But there are times we need to listen to the prophetic word that God is speaking to us for our own protection, for our well-being in the future so that we can inherit the kingdom of God that God has prepared for us. So God, during this season of time, through COVID-19, the pandemic, He's speaking. He's speaking loud and clear. I mentioned before that if all you hear about is God cares for you, God loves you, God, you know, I think you have not really heard from God. And we better listen carefully what God is saying. So who are the prophets? Who are the prophets that he sent? Exodus 7 verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. Your brother Aaron will be your prophet. So Aaron is to speak on behalf of God and on behalf of Moses because Moses said he, he got stammering lips, he can't speak well. So a prophet is somebody who speaks the word of God. Aaron is your prophet. Well, he's just somebody who speaks the word of God. And so God sent prophets because if, I, if we don't define this prophet, uh, what is prophet? Then you think of those, wow, great prophet, and, and we don't reject them. I've never rejected them. So that's not talking about me. But God has sent your brother who is next to you. God has sent somebody who is so ordinary, but, but who speaks the word of God to you, who tells you about the things that you need to get right, who reminds you about what your commitment to God is. So when they speak to you, did you welcome them? Or you reject them? Or you have all kinds of excuses that, oh, I'm not free, and well, that somebody said that, and I'm angry, I'm not going to church. And, and we have all kinds of reasons so when we do that, we are rejecting the prophet that God has sent to us because he wants to build that spiritual temple. So let's take heed because God has sent his prophets to speak to us so that we can build together with Jesus that spiritual temple that we can fulfill the covenant. So, when God's people rejected those prophets, those servants that God has sent, God said, okay, I'm going to send my son. Surely they will respect my son. And the parables that we read tells us that when they saw 
that this is the son that is coming. They say, let's kill him so that we can take the inheritance. That's what the tenants did to the son. So, ultimately, they wanted to be lord of their own life. They just want to take the inheritance, uh, the, the, the property, as if it, it is theirs. And so we touch on that, that many times what God has given to us is to confirm the covenant. It's for us to use it to establish His kingdom. But yet we hold on to them as if our own, as it is our own. And we refuse to give. So we are saying, we don't want you, Jesus, to be the king of the kingdom. Because He comes to, to receive this harvest. That's His kingdom. That's His inheritance. And we say, no, we are not going to give it to you. So we're saying, no, we, we, even though we believe in Jesus. But in reality, we're saying, no, we don't want you to be king. I want to be king. This is mine. This is my kingdom, not yours. Right? So, so this is uh, what happened. And, and as a result, the tenant lose that kingdom that the father that, that the owner wants to prepare and give to the trust. So God came to us in love, in patience, in kindness, but we reject Him or they reject Him. And look at this particular scripture in Luke 19 verse 41. Onwards, Luke 19 verse 41 to 44. As Jesus approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it's hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. You did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. So God, it's never God's intention to judge a nation to destroy a nation. It's, it, it's never God's intention to keep the kingdom away from us. He wants to give us the kingdom. He gave everything. He sent His Son, Jesus, to us so that we may inherit the kingdom. So can you see God's heart? But when God comes to us with the message of repentance and how we should prepare and align our life with that chief cornerstone. And this is how we should build our life. If we reject Him, if we do not recognize this is the time 
of God's coming to us. If you do not recognize during this season of time, you tune in to that message, this message. It begins to listen to them. If you do not respond, then you face the consequence. You know, it's not what God intended, what God wants to do to us, but we have to face the consequence of our action. So the Jews, because they did not recognize that the Messiah has come, they did not recognize that Jesus came to, to, to bring them back and to restore the covenant and to restore the kingdom eventually to them. As a result, they suffer. So this evening, as we listen to this message, Jesus, the chief cornerstone, was rejected by the builders. And he has become the capstone. Let's look into our hearts. Let's search our hearts. Are we the builders who have rejected him? Have we aligned our life with him? Follow him? Have we recognized that he's a capstone? He owns everything. All of our life and all that we have belongs to him. Do we recognize that he's a landowner? He demands his share of the harvest. He wants us to give. He wants us to, to, to build that kingdom, release those resources that is from him to complete the task that he has given to us. If we recognize that this is his time that he has given to us to speak to us, to prepare us for what is coming, then we will know how to respond correctly and eventually we become fruitful and inherit the kingdom. But if we don't, then we become unfruitful. The kingdom that was meant for us was taken away from us and given to others. God will raise up others to take care of the vineyard. So tonight, we really have to look into our life and ask, am I the builder who has rejected Jesus as a chief cornerstone? And let's search our life and our hearts so that we can make the right decision and make sure we inherit the kingdom that he has prepared for us. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for preparing a kingdom for us to inherit. And what we do now on earth at this moment are so crucial to determine our future. And we thank you for that hope, the destiny of the kingdom of God that you are giving to us. And we pray for every person who listens to these words. We will know how to respond correctly to your voice and to your word so that every one of us become builders together with you. Every one of us recognize that you are the capstone, you are the Lord, you are the King. Everything belongs to you. And we must unite our hearts together to fulfill the covenant, to build together that spiritual temple. And we have to declare your praises on this earth to the nations. Father, 
ministered to us by your Holy Spirit, even as we gather in these different homes. Touch our hearts that there be a change in our values, in our mindset, so that we will fix our eyes on you. Lord Jesus, the chief cornerstone. We thank you, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I trust that you are blessed by the message and let's lay hold of that message to live our life for the Lord Jesus. Amen.